Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Scout On, a Boy Scouts podcast brought to you by three current and future Eagle Scouts. I am Tyler, and I'm once again joined by Chris and Yanni. Hello. And this week, we will be discussing Scout Rank. Last week, we talked about ourselves and briefly uh, introduced our scouting careers, but this episode is going to be more advancement geared so if you're a younger scout this is an episode for you because this will help you get to scout rank which is obviously more difficult than when we did it so chris and yanni how are you guys doing today uh not great though because our school just announced that uh we're going remote and sports got canceled but other than that, pretty good. <laughs> well, I'm still in person right now. Well, I only have, like, one in-person class full-time, and then, like, depends on the week otherwise. Well, that's How about you, Chris? We are. I'm doing good, but, you know, Yanni's right. School is remote now. Or it's mostly remote now because of the COVID, obviously. But I'm doing good. No, that's unfortunate. All right. Do you guys want to get into these requirements? Let's do it. Let's do it, yeah. All right, so we'll start with requirement one. And so requirement 1A says, repeat from memory the scout oath, scout law, scout motto, and scout slogan, and in your words, explain their meaning. So I guess right. I'll start by reading off or reciting, because, you know, I, I know it. And hopefully... You got the scout rank. Yeah, I did get the scout rank. All so... Go. Yep. All right, so, Scout Oath, on my honor, I will do my best to do my duty, to guide my country, to obey the Scout law, to help other people at all times, to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. So, we're gonna, now we'll go into sort of what that whole thing means. So, we'll start also, with the first just part. a reminder, um, just a reminder. The Scout Oath starts with On My Honor, like Oath, Honor, Oath, or On My Honor. Both start with O, just to like help you keep that in mind. Because like, when you do get leadership and you have to like recite it, it's kind of embarrassing if you say the wrong one. Like you say, yeah, they start with like, the law a scout or something. Is trustworthy yeah. yeah, so just like that's a little tip to reminding yourself. All right, yeah. So On My Honor, so it's like, you know, I promise. Uh, I'll do my best, obviously, like, you know, do your best. I mean, that was the old Cub Scout motto, do, do your best. They have since changed it, and I, so now it's the Oath and Law and Boy Scouts and the slogan and motto are the same now. Yeah, so this shouldn't Which be honestly too much makes sense. Issue. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I mean, right now we're going through like what everything means, which you probably hadn't done in Cub Scouts. Mm -hmm. And this will be something that you're going to be doing when you're talking with someone uh, and getting this signed off. So to do my duty to God. So not whether you're religious or not, you are following those teachings. I guess is how you. I think overall, it's just trying to tell you to like keep a balanced life and like try your best to be like the best you can be and that's like a promise that you're making like yeah. your sound like 
religiously, like with friends, like everything. You're just keeping a balanced life. And your country, because that's the the next part. Mm -hmm. So, like, demonstrating good citizenship, which you'll learn about in those citizenship merit badges, obviously. But, I mean, you should have a general idea what it means to be a good citizen. Uh, To obey the scout law, obviously, it's the second most important part of, you know, stuff that scouts are required to memorize. And yet you're promising to follow those 12 points on the scout law and that doesn't just include like your time like in scouting but also outside of scouting like with your friends or at school it's helpful to people at all times you know one of the points on the scout law is helpful so keep yourself physically strong you know keep after uh take care of your body like you know stay in good shape i mean you have to take the cooking merit badge you have to do personal fitness merit badge. So those are obviously part of keeping yourself physically strong. Mentally awake, you know, not only protecting your own your body, but also your mind, you know, doing your best in school, continuing to learn both in scouting and just in life and morally straight. So, you know, honesty, good relationships with other people you know, following your morals that you set for yourself or other people have set for you and have ingrained in you. So that's the Scout Oath. And now we can go into Scout Law. Which one of you guys wants to do that? I'll do it. So a scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. So pretty much it's just describing like the ideal scouting and like the guidelines to your life like how you should live like tyler said like not while you're just in scouting but like outside of it it's kind of just like helping you keep a balanced life and a lot of the like pretty much every rank after scout you have to talk about how you're following the scout oath and law in your daily life and Usually it's going to have you reference specific points on that scout law or even in the scout oath. But obviously the scout law has more discreetly pointed out attributes. So though that's usually what people tend to reference when they're talking about how they follow the scout oath and law in their daily lives. So knowing what you're saying and what it means is definitely important. So the scout motto is be prepared. Um... So what this means is you always want to, you know, be prepared for any situation that comes up. Either You know, if it's on a camping trip, um, say you're hiking and, you know, you don't have uh, the correct shoes. You want to make sure that you have the, you know, good boots. You want to be prepared for any situation. Say you're in a car and you realize you don't have a first aid kit in the car. Maybe you should go grab a first aid kit. It's just general stuff that you, you know, should have in your daily life of kind of, you know, knowing what, you know, you know, kind of predicting anything that could happen, um, knowing that there's a lot of stuff passive that could happen um, and kind of living your life that it's, you know, not perfect and not everything's going to go beautifully and smoothly. Yeah, I guess I'll go to the scout slogan. So I feel like this is definitely the least used. Yeah, it, it's it is. Yeah. And it's it is the overarching theme of the scouting mission. And that's to do a good turn daily. So it's not like, you know, obviously you're not going to be doing like charity work every day, but just some something small, like, you know, holding a door first, like an older person or just, you know, helping someone with a little bit of homework, 
just being kind to someone like it's not you don't have to do something big and you just try to do one every day and you know obviously that isn't just limited to your days in scouting that is you know your days at school your days on the weekends just everything like try to make sure you're doing that good turn daily and i feel like the scout slogan is honestly one of those things that people don't like really mention as often but it it is still important all right so explain what scout spirit is that is requirement 1b so one of the, you're going to have to do this pretty much for every rank like i mentioned and you basically have to just talk about how you show scout spirit practicing scout oath scout law motto and slogan so obviously by you know doing that good turn daily like not just saying it but actually physically doing it not just saying the scout law but actually following each of those 12 points and obviously you can't follow them 24 7 everyone makes mistakes but as long as you you're following it most of the time then that's what they're trying to get it towards same with the scout oath and motto as well so you're gonna have to both for this requirement and for subsequent ranks you're going to be talking with uh adult leaders or older scouts about what you do to follow each of those things so 1c is demonstrate the scout sign salute and handshake and explain when they should be used i feel like a lot of these requirements you do in meetings so like yep. i know at least for us we just like did a as groups like we kind of separate into smaller groups and like everyone kind of did it on their own um it's probably easier to do in person like at least the scout handshake i mean it's just like your left hand and then the scout sign is right hand three fingers with like your pinky and your thumb kind of making like a circle yep kind of uh and then you hold that at like a 90 degree angle to your right if that makes sense. Yep. It's easier to like demonstrate it in person. Though. Yeah, exactly. So. And obviously, if you're listening to this, you can't see us. So you can always look up what all these look like. And they are similar to the Cub Scout one, where in Cub Scouts, it's two fingers, and in Boy Scouts, it's three. So if you're, if you're a former Cub Scout, then this will come easy to you. Uh, so the first class scout badge has many different messages in it. So it's composed of the fleur de lis, which is you know iconic Boy Scout symbol, and it's they use that as sort of like a compass, you know, pointing the right way in life. There's also three points, so which are also talking about the three fingers that you use in the scout sign, and as well as the three main points of the scout oath which are duty to god and country duty to others and duty to yourself uh there's also the eagle and shield on it so the shield and the eagle are both emblems of the united states of america they stand for freedom our readiness i guess to defend that freedom uh there's two stars on it and they uh, symbolize truth and knowledge and they are also they also symbolize your guide at night when you know you're outdoors. Uh, there's a scroll underneath, and it says "Be prepared," which is the scout motto. And it's also shaped like that, as if it was a smile, because you know 
you should be smiling as you're doing those duties to God and country, yourself and others. And then there's a knot on the bottom, which represents the scout slogan, do a good turn daily. So there, it may just look, you know, like a cool looking badge, but it does have some meaning to it, each of the things that are on it. Uh, I also just want to reiterate something. Make sure that you're just like having fun with this. Like the point of Boy Scouts doesn't have to necessarily be to like get all these ranks like as quickly as possible. You can just like have fun with it, go on the trips, or you can also like rank up along the way like with others. So like and all, this yeah. is just helping you guys out. Also, like advancement is not required in Boy Scouts. Like in Cub Scouts, it kind of was like you had to be active and you like you know, had to help you had to be like a active member of your den to because everyone advanced together whereas boy scouts is no individual advancement and yes you can do it within like a patrol and you can work on requirements together but it is on you to get this done so like and there's nothing that says that you have to be advancing while you're in boy scouts you could just be in it for the trips or just in it to have a good time so it's not all about the advancing so the outdoor code I, I can do the outdoor code. i can do that all right i know the outdoor code so the outdoor code is um as an american i'll do my best to be clean in my outdoor manners be careful with fire be considerate in the outdoors and be conservation minded so what these all mean is when you're you know when you're in the out the first one is be clean in my outdoor manners is you want to treat the outdoors as in you want to respect it. Um, you don't want to litter. You don't want to do any of that stuff. And if you see some trash on the ground, you know, pick it up. Anything like that, you know, just pick it up. Especially if you know, like you're on a hike, like I said earlier, pick it up. If you see a lot of times, what we say better. is to like leave the place better than when you got there. So yeah, like leave the improve the even if even yeah, even if it's not yours, there's yeah. no reason you you shouldn't pick it up. Yeah, exactly. Because it's just it's just respectful to to nature and it's just a good thing to do and then second one is be careful with fire uh you want to prevent you know any sort of mishaps with the fire so you always want to make sure that you have a person trusted uh, taking care of the fire you know it, it could be yourself or it could be a friend an adult anyone like that make sure you're not playing around with the fire you know you don't want to make any mistakes with anyone you don't want to you know burn yourself or anyone else and you don't want to you know light a tree on fire it's just a you know you want to be careful with that stuff and then also, before you leave, you want to make sure the fire is dead and put it out because you don't want to have a live fire just sitting around with no one there. So, uh, the third one is be considerate in the outdoors. You want to treat public and private property with all this respect because you don't want to disrespect someone's you know, property or public property. Just It's, kind of, it's, it's going, kind of going back to the first one. Um, you want to be clean in your outdoor manners because it's, you, know, you don't want to ruin anything, make it worse. From the way you found it, like Yanni said, you want to uh, make it look better than the way you found it. And be conservation-minded is the last one. So, say you... Well, I guess, so, there is the yeah. whole idea of tread lightly. And so, basically, just have as little impact on your environment as possible. Like, there is leave no trace, but if you're having little impact on your environment, then leave no trace is a lot easier for you and the people that come after you. So just, you know, be considerate of your environment and, you know, try not to, you know, destroy yeah. it while you're there. 
it's it's similar to leave no trace but also just tread lightly and one thing that i would also say about the fire is like it can be a lot of fun and like very useful but can but it can easily like turn dangerous for like the wilderness and for like people around it so there's also something called like the fireman shit which you can earn similar to the totem shit but it's like i don't know if it's necessary but it is helpful because you like learn about like precautions and like the uses of it and stuff like that yeah it's basically the totem chip which is for knives axes and saws but for fire yeah and so we'll go on to the last part of requirement one which is f and so repeat from memory the pledge of allegiance in your own words explain the meeting so you should know the pledge of allegiance because you've been saying it since at least kindergarten probably preschool and i mean it's pretty autonomous at this point when you say it you really probably don't know exactly what you're meaning when you say the pledge of allegiance so it is like i like we said about the scout oath law slogan and motto you know just saying it doesn't really mean anything to you so that's why you want to you know understand what you're saying and what you're promising to do because just like the oath the law the the pledge of allegiance is also a promise obviously the pledge of allegiance is i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all so you pledge allegiance to the flag you know you're you're promising um you know to the flag the physical flag united states the country even though the states are separate they're one united states and to the republic you know to the government also you know for which it stands you know the flag stands for the united states is the emblem of our country and you're promising loyalty to the flag and the country uh one nation you know we're all 50 states but again we're one united states of america indivisible you know we can't be separated we're all together uh with liberty you know obviously freedom uh you know principles that our country was founded on and justice so you know everyone's treated fairly and obviously you know following the law and for all so you know this these principles are apply to everyone you know no matter where you come from or what you're like these principles apply to you so that's pledge of allegiance and what it means so we can move on to requirement two and this one will definitely differ depending on the environment of your troop and it honestly may be difficult to do it right now depending on whether you're doing in-person meetings or not but obviously you'll get there at some point so requirement two is after attending at least one scout meeting do the following so a is describe how the scouts and the troop provide its leadership so you guys want to talk about you know briefly like the leadership within the troop uh yeah sure so as opposed to cub scouts uh the boy scouts are primarily scout led the only reason why really the parents are there is just kind of like to keep check like the scoutmaster is kind of there as a reference but primarily it's the senior patrol leader and like the senior patrol in general that leads the whole group 
and then the patrol leaders and the assistant patrol leaders leading smaller groups. Yeah, and then, you know, the scouts are, you know, running all the meetings. The adults are usually just seated at the back. And, you know, they're only heard from when they have to make some sort of announcement that's, you know, logistical and is obviously their responsibility, like, you know, the logistics of a trip. But the actual planning of the trip, you know, the menus, the the execution of the trip, what you guys are going to be doing then is up to the patrols and the scouts. It's not it's not what the adults are doing. Like the adults cooked for everyone and they are the ones who, you know, planned the trips when it came to Cub Scouts, but up at Boy Scouts, you know, the scouts are really running the troop. And that's it definitely is better, you know, teaching leadership than, you know, Cub Scouts is obviously because the boys are really led by the adults there. Whereas the scouts lead each other in Boy Scouts. All right, so 2B is describe the four steps of scout advancement. So the four steps are scout learns, scout is tested, scout is reviewed, and the scout is recognized. So this right here, this podcast, and whether you have like an older scout or someone teaching you about this, that's when you know you're learning. We're going through these requirements with you. And we're teaching you about what to do for these requirements and, you know, how to get them signed off. And then you test it when you, because obviously we can't sign these off for you. So you're going to take this information from us and you will, you know, go to an older scout or an adult leader and you'll tell them about what you have learned. And, you know, they'll test you on that so they can sign it off. And then you're reviewed. Once you've completed all the requirements to satisfy a rank, then you'll go for a scout master conference and a board review. And they'll basically, you know, just ask you about, you know, stuff that you did to get that require that requirement signed off. And then, you know, how you got to finishing that rank so that they can, you know, evaluate whether you're you have completed those to their satisfaction. Uh, and then the scout is recognized at a court of honor once you have finished those requirements and you know your border review is successful and they feel that you are deserving of completion of that rank then you are recognized you're presented with the badge and this also applies to merit badges as well but there aren't boards of reviewing scoutmaster conferences for those but you know you are learning and tested and recognized and obviously the dynamic of those four things is definitely different both now because of the pandemic and the way that scouting has to be done and also based on how your troop is run is anything to add about that yeah i think you summed that not really uh and then so c is described the scouts bsa ranks and how they are earned I mean, I guess that's kind of what we're doing. We're going rank by rank, kind of describing the requirements. So, like, you earn scout, then tenderfoot, second class, first class, star, life, eagle, and then after that, you can earn eagle palm. Those are, yeah, they're technically not ranks, but they are, like, you know, degrees of eagle. But, yeah, you know, you you complete the requirements, then you go for a scoutmaster conference, border review, and then... You know, then you recognize that's how like the ranks are 
earned. And then D is how the merit badges are earned and what they are. So, Chris, you want to talk about the merit badges? So, with merit badges, I think it's, what is it? It's 21, isn't is the requirement? Yeah, 21 is the requirement. The magic number, yeah. 13, yeah. Eagle. 13 required for Eagle. Which may change. Yeah, there's a total of like 150 a something, right? Um, yeah, there's, something there's, like there's, that. There's no, you know, the, you have to get at least 21 to get Eagle Scout. But if you want to go above and beyond, you can do that. One kid in our trip got like, I think got like 46. Something like that. I don't know, 41. Around there, in the 40s. But um, getting merit badges is pretty simple, um, depending on which merit badges it is. So some of the Eagle card ones are pretty hard. So like, I know cooking took me a while. Family life. Personal management's a long one. Personal management. Personal fitness, that's a really long one, yeah. So, you know, it sounds tedious getting all the, the requirements done for the, for the badge, but at the end of the day, it's worth it. Um, so, you know, st- I would recommend you start off with, you know, some simple merit badges so you can kind of get the idea of how it goes. And then once you're ready, you should start getting into the big ones. Um, just get them over with. You can also do multiple at a time. There's not a limit to how yeah. you can do it once. Um, so, you know, you can be at your court of honor and you can get, you know, four merit badges from that from that one court of honor because you did all four at the same time and also like you're pretty much guaranteed to find a merit badge that you're interested in there's so many different topics that there are merit badges for and you know there are yeah. new ones that come I out every year it seems we got that flight to eagle at um our summer camp so yeah just start off with the light ones um and then you can kind of ease your way into the big ones i would uh, my first eagle card one was environment environmental science i think I think it was that. Um, where it was first aid. Yeah, it was one of my first. So yeah, they're they're not very hard to get done. You know, they, they, the long ones take a long time, but it really is. It's like what like what Tyler said about, um, earlier. All this is on your own. You have to you know, have the motivation to get it done. You know, you can be in Boy Scouts and not advance, but we do we do re- recommend advancing. It's all on your own. You can still you can like even though it is like in, an individual thing, you can still like you know talk to some of your friends and you know ask if they want to do these merit badges with you. Like you can all do this together. Mm-hmm. And like summer camp and like other activities is like a really mm-hmm. good and like easy way of getting merit badges. So like for us, we go to Camp Squanto every year, um, where you take like five merit badges, like one hour every day for a week. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and you can like sign and up in groups of friends. Have, I don't know if other councils have to do Merit University in March, which is what is it? I think it's two weekends now, actually, right? Um, yeah, they've, two weekends. they've yeah, changed. Yeah, it used format. to be three. Yeah, it's like school based for Merit Badges. You know, you walk around a school, a big high school, and you go to your Merit Badge class with a bunch of bunch of different people, and you do the requirements with the counselor. And yeah, so I recommend going to. Um, if you guys have Maribad University at your council, definitely do that. And like, you may be thinking, oh, like merit badges both at summer camp and at like a merit badge university kind of thing. Like, what's the point of going to both? And the thing is, like, yeah. there's completely different merit badges offered at both. Like, at your summer camp, there may not be like some more of the like classroom based ones. Like, I know at our summer camp, we don't have the citizenship badges offered during like those regular weeks. So using something like uh, Merit Badge University would be, you know... None of the firearm ones are offered there. Yeah. Swimming, yeah. Yeah, and also things so like there's, swimming. There's unique so, opportunities in yeah. both, yeah. Um, about Merit Badges, you know, just just get as many done as you want. You know, there is no limit to how much you get. 
you have to get at least 21. Uh, but, you know, they're fun. Some of them are a little hard and a little long, but it's just what you have to do sometimes. And even if you may not be interested in, like, you know, a certain topic at that time, but, like, if you just want to, if you're just maybe interested in a topic and you're like, oh, I want to learn more about that, then you could take the merit badge. Like, it's just like a, a little preview into that field. Say you don't, like, maybe you're not, like, you don't know a lot about, like, astronomy or something, like, but you could still take that merit badge and you can still yeah. learn a little yeah. bit. Merit badge can uh, be fun. How many requirements are there? Seven. For a scout? Yeah, yeah. There are seven, but some of them are broken up into, like, A, B, C, D, sometimes through F. And then, you know, requirements six and seven are... Not really. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or we can, but not. We can't like talk about exactly what it is. Yeah. So those are merit badges, and then we'll move on to requirement three now. So three A is explain the patrol method and describe the types of patrols that are used in your troop. So basically, the patrol method is you know what it sounds like, and whereas uh, scouts are broken up into patrols, which are you know the Boy Scout equivalent of dens, except your den leader is not an adult, it's another scout. And so basically the patrol method is just that organizational ideology where, like, you know, there is the scouts within the, the patrol, which are also part of that greater troop, like as it as they were like within the greater pack. And they are individual, but they also work together. And so, you know, in within those patrols that you guys can you know, advance together, you can, you know, take on leadership roles, and, you know, often you end up cooking within that patrol. Uh, so there are three different types of patrols. There's, like, a new scout patrol. So when you first join Boy Scouts, and probably if you're, if this podcast is for you, then you are in a, a new scout patrol. And this is just, you know... A patrol where you know all the new scouts are you know just crossed over from Weeblos and Cub Scouts, and it's to basically just you know put all the new scouts together because they're all you know at the same place and help them get introduced to scouts at the same time, and not put into you know the second kind of patrol which is like just a regular patrol, which is like you know has those middle-aged scouts after their first year, where you know. There may be different age ranges in there, and they may be at different ranks, but, you know, they're all around the same age, and, you know, they're usually composed of, like, the majority of the troop. And then they have, you know, there's older scout patrols, which, you know, are above those traditional patrols, and, you know, obviously scout participation may drop off at older ages, you know, with more work at school or maybe more sports involvement or any other extracurricular so those patrols you know are just a step up and you'll eventually get moved up to an older scout patrol and then there's a leadership patrol so that may be that's composed of you know the senior patrol leader and his assistant senior patrol leaders um they're the ones who you know lead the troop and really they're looked at as the most like important scouts in the troop and this whole thing where, you know, there's different types of patrols is, you know, the patrol method. I think you got all of it. B is become familiar with your patrol name, emblem, flag, and yell. So 
obviously we can't specifically talk about this, but because we don't know your patrol name, emblem, flag, or yell. Yeah, so this is another one of those requirements where it's a lot easier to just do it as like a group, like in person. Definitely. So I guess we can give like a general like meaning of it, but you're probably going to go over this like with your troop or with your uh, patrol. Um, Chris, you can go into specifics so, if you want. Yeah. I so with patrol names and and flags and patches and all that. So, uh what well, we did um my first year at summer campus we created patrol flags to believe right Johnny, i think we did that uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i think we did it in flight to so, eagle as well i don't know if you guys can do it at your summer camp if it ever happens obviously when this ends um but you should usually create a patrol flag it can be anything you want um anything you want on there obviously it has to be appropriate you know it's it's all creative it's all your ideas all your friends ideas you guys just you know kind of gives you guys some patrol spirit yeah and then with patrol patches and emblems and all that um you get to choose out your patch and you put it on your shirt uh, i believe it's right below uh, the flag on your shirt isn't that where it goes yep um yep. we yeah on the right chose side. out patrol patches i believe a few years ago but we never actually put them on so that's a little sad but hopefully you guys get a chance to put yours on when you choose them out if you guys don't have any, maybe talk to your adult leaders and say, "Hey, we, maybe we should do this," um, and then you can get some. You can choose which ones ever, uh, which ones you want. And then with patrol names, I think your name would probably be would probably go with your patch. Um, or if you already have a name, you pick a patch that would go with your name. Yeah, it's it's creative stuff. It's your, you guys' ideas. It's all you, it's all up to you. Yeah, and then you know that whole idea of like you have this flag. And like the Pledge of Allegiance, it unifies us. So by having that symbol and by having wearing a patch that has your emblem on it, it's just, it unifies that patrol. Like, you know, it recognizes you as like a part of that patrol. And so by, you know, having something on your uniform or carrying around a flag, it just shows like that how you guys as a patrol are, you know, one group together. Exactly. So yeah, be creative with the names, patches, flags. Tell you guys' idea. Yeah. And the L. What, what were your new scout patrol uh, names? I mean, yeah, I think yeah, by default it was just Warrior 1, Warrior 2. Yeah, they. I don't know when they did that, because I don't like that. And it's been like that for years in our troop. I'm assuming they can't our, do it anymore town. now that we're changing. No, I think we're um, still going to be the Warriors, yeah, though. Are we? We just okay. don't have the logo. Oh, okay, okay. I just wasn't sure. Yeah, when I joined, we got to actually choose our our patrol names. And as I mentioned last week, my tr- patrol was the Radioactive Platypus Patrol. And, you know, we had these cool glow-in-the-dark patches. And then, you know, we made our flag at summer camp. We made our patrol yell all together. Um, another one of the new Scouts patrol when I joined was the Challenge Accepted Patrol. I, I don't, I only know because I mean I didn't obviously didn't come up with that, so that's what they decided was theirs. So uh, I'm not really sure the whole ideology behind it, but I mean that's exactly what the your 
name is supposed to be all about is, you know, symbolizing the group. Yeah, it's just kind of like a fun thing, just like associating yourself with like that little patrol, like Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. So that does it for requirement three. We can go to requirement four, but we can't really we can't really show how to tie the knots, obviously, but we can explain how the knots are used. And we can also just like you can just like look it up, like maybe like a YouTube. Yeah, there's video. there's yeah, there's YouTube videos, there's tutorials. So the square knot is you know the most basic Boy Scouts knot you'll learn how to tie, and it's just a simple knot. You know, right over left, left over right. Obviously, you'll learn how to do it if you haven't already. And basically, it's used to you know join two pieces of rope. It's a good solid knot that. You know, whether you're, like, tra- tying two separate ropes together, you know, to make one longer one, or if you're, ma- like, making, like, a loop or something like that with one piece of rope, then you can tie two ends together like that with a square knot. And then the taut line and two half hitches are a bit more difficult than the square knot, because the square knot's just basically two overhand knots. And... You'll you can obviously either learn from an older scout which will, who will teach you, or you can look up online how to do it. And there are plenty of diagrams and videos showing you how to do these two knots, and they're very similar to each other. They just depend I on will how many say, loops. Yeah, I will say it's a lot easier if you learn it in person, especially yeah. as you like progress. Like I know at NYLT we teach knots, and like I feel like if I look at diagrams, I have no idea what it is, but like. Just going through the motions and like someone helping you out is very helpful. Something like a taut line hitch or a two half hitch would be used on something like maybe a tent line because what's cool about those two knots is they are adjustable, but they're really strong. So, you know, they could be pulled on, but if you grab the knot itself, then you can adjust it and you can adjust the length of the rope itself. So that's definitely helpful for something like a, a tent line where you may need to put a stake somewhere and that may be farther away from the tent or closer, and you need to, you know, lengthen or shorten the rope. And then show proper care of a rope by learning how to whip and fuse the ends of different kinds of ropes. So you guys want to talk, talk about whipping and fusing? Well, whipping and fusing is basically... I'll just say for fusing, uh, you can only do it with certain types of rope, um, ones that like, won't burn, but instead, like, will... Melt yeah, they're and, they they're like artificially made and they they're plastic based. Yeah, and effectively you just like melt the end of a rope just to keep it from like fraying and like to help store it. And it makes it a lot easier if you are like tying knots if it's like that. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to be tying knots with a frayed rope. Yeah, that gets really annoying. Yeah, so basically you would whip a rope when. You can do this with natural or artificial rope, but you can't do fusing, obviously, with a with natural roping because it'll burn. So basically, what you do is you you would take a much thinner piece, and this is if you have if the end is frayed, then you you wrap it around, and someone will show this to you, or you could obviously just like with the the knots, you can look it up, and you wrap it around the end real tight, and so basically it just brings together all those frayed parts and prevents them from fraying further. And so basically, you know, you just do this to, you know, 
take care of your ropes and uh, make it easier to you know tie knots with them. So then requirement five is tell what you need to know about pocket knife safety. So basically, this is just like more introductory pocket knife safety because you'll go more in-depth with it uh, when you get your totem chip, which allows you to carry like a pocket knife. And basically just with the scout requirement, it's basically just asking you to know, be safe with knives and just follow some basic rules when you have like a pocket knife. So it's a lot of, first of all, it's a lot of common sense. So the first thing you learn when you have a pocket knife um, or you're getting a chip is, I guess, the blood circle, or maybe they changed the name of it. That's what we called it. Safety circle. That's, that's what they called it when we were new yeah, safety circle. New scouts. So what you do is you stand back, you don't open up your knife, you hold it out, and you make sure no one's around you, and you kind of walk, you kind of move it around your body, your arms straight forward. Arms reach. You don't want to hurt. Then arms reach. So that's the first thing you learn, um, or should learn. And then you learn how to handle the knife if you're giving it to someone. So if you have a knife or an axe or any sort of sharp tool, you ask them, "Do you have this? The knife, axe, etc." They say, "I have the axe." Then you get, then you let go of it, and then they take it from you. Um, it seems silly, but it's you know it's very important to learn. All these steps, you know, it's just for safety's sake. You don't want to be cutting anyone. You don't want to be cutting yourself. It's, it's all for safety. And also, you, if it's like a pocket knife, then you want it to be closed when you hand it over. Or if you have a saw or a axe or something like that where you can't put away a blade, obviously, then you want it pointing towards you because you're the one who knows that they're holding on to it. And you, that's why you're asking them to make if they have it yep. before you let go, because if you hand it to them like with a blade facing them and they don't have it when you think they do and you let go, then that blade is on their side and not yours. So, yeah, a lot of it's just like common sense, like Chris said, and like being aware of others, yourself and just like general safety. Yeah. And then so. The pocket knife safety for the scout rank is much simpler than that for the totem chip because doing this little common sense preview to you know pocket knife safety is really just a general kind of thing, but they have to actually make sure that you you know know all the rules when you're getting your totem chip because by having that it allows you to carry a pocket knife with you. And so requirement six is with your parent or guardian, complete the exercise in the pamphlet, how to protect your children from child abuse, a parent's guide. So that's should be in your scout book, and I'm sure it can be found online, too. So you go over that with your parents. Um, so we're not going to go over that right now. And then earn the cyber chip award for your grade. So they've recently introduced a cyber chip program. Um, I believe you have to earn it twice, once for scout. And once for star, but I could be wrong. I think they're making it so you might have to do it either like every couple years or like something similar, like a recurring thing. Yeah, that's also something that you can do with, you know, your family. Uh, I believe that's where you're mainly supposed to do it, like with your parents. And it's basically just internet safety and, you know, cyberbullying and stuff like that. 
And finally, requirement seven is since joining the troop and while working on the scout rank, participate in a scoutmaster conference. So scout rank doesn't have a board review, which we mentioned was part of, was one of the four steps of scout advancement. But scout is an entry level rank and at times is not technically considered one of the ranks. And so you're just going to do a scoutmaster conference, and basically in a scoutmaster conference, actually I'll let one of you guys talk about those. Um, so a scoutmaster conference is when you meet with your scoutmaster and kind of asks you how your experience has been with the troop, um, you give them the answer, and then, yeah, I haven't had one in a long time. Do you want to say anything about it? I mean, yeah, scoutmaster conference, basically it's just a discussion that you have with like your adult leader. You guys will talk about like the situation in the troop, like if you have any advice or like suggestions. Um, and it's kind of just like a general overview. And kind of similar with the board of review, it's like going over everything that you've done. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, for your scout rank, scoutmaster conference, it'll be, you know, less in depth. And it'll basically, I mean, it obviously depends on your scoutmaster, but some of the things you could expect are like, you know, how are you adjusting to the troop? Or like, how are you liking scouts so far? I uh, basically like ask your, you know, experiences with you know, getting these requirements done and, you know, like... Yeah, yeah no one really, like, fails these. It's kind of just, like... Oh, talking. yeah, no. It's definitely... It's just... It's really a conversation with you and your scoutmaster. Scout yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, getting this rank is just kind of adjusting to the new style. This is more independent learning compared to Cub Scouts. Like, this is all on your own. Like, adults might serve as a guide, but, like, you have to kind of decide what you want to do and like when you want to do it yeah it's really just like you learning about what boy scouts is all about like the scout oath scout law motto and slogan learning about the outdoor code the patrol method you know how advancement works what the ranks are merit badges and all that so basically you're just like it's just an entry level learning about what scouting is all about all right so that brings us to the end of episode two I hope you have enjoyed this, and even if you listen to this and you're not working on Scout Rank, maybe you learn something about it. And I do have to add that these are for the 2019 requirements, so obviously no one knows if, when, if and when requirements get changed. So as of right now, these are the current Scout requirements. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Scout on Pod on both of those. And obviously, you know, you can send us a message if you have any suggestions for shows or just any feedback from what you, from listening. Uh, How listen many days to, till CBase? Till CBase? The weekly thing. 283 days to All right, C-base. cool, cool, cool. That's all. Nice. That's the most important thing. Yep. That is... No, we're going to have to do something fun with the show for Seabase. And, you know, at some point we will talk about our DC trip, and we we did vlogs for that trip. So we'll have to talk about that, and that's definitely something that would be fun. That was that was the time. Can't wait yeah, for that. Yeah, so <laughs> we have decided that, you know, the way that the show will work is we'll talk about, you know, advancement one week, and then maybe we'll talk about, like, a trip or, like, something fun week after so obviously we talked about scout rank this week so next week we will talk about something fun we're not sure yet maybe we'll bring some guests on 
And so you can listen to Scout On on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and many more. Pretty much anywhere where you get your podcasts. Write a review for us. We will read it, and it will definitely be greatly appreciated. Uh, we'll read it probably on the show at some point. Make sure you tell, you know, a fellow scout, an adult leader, or, you know, maybe even like a former scout about podcasts. Uh, I'm sure they'd be interested. Maybe not in the advancement part. That's more tor- geared towards, you know, the scouts and their actual advancement, but maybe some of the fun stuff that we've done. And obviously, suggestions for the show could be could come from them too. So if you guys have don't have anything, then we will see you all next week. Until then, scout on.